0: Hello, I'm Lily and my co-host Oscar and I would like to welcome you to our show, a production of Cork Educate Together Secondary School. We recently sent out a survey to get your thoughts on a name for our programme and you responded, this is a radioactive teens.
1: This podcast includes local events, fiction and more from our community and beyond. Our show today is dedicated to our show's technician, Ash McRae, without whom we would not have got up and running. Ash, you are a gentleman and a scholar and we are very grateful for all you do.
0: Later we'll hear about Stand Up Awareness Week and our efforts to activate ourselves and hold space for LGBTQ youth in our school.
1: But for now, we've got a segment from our first year producer Danny and journalist Gabriel, who've interviewed TYs about their bake sale fundraiser held Monday the 24th of October at lunch.
2: Uh,
0: Why did you do the um, bake sale? Um, So we did it to save up for a school tour and we ended up switching to fundraise for a charity. How did you feel when people brought in cakes for the bake sale to help out with uh, I mean, it was great. I mean, we got all the help we can get, the whole my class helped, they baked plenty of stuff. And I mean, the first children we were just amazing at really, like, giving work more, more to the girls. Did you sell all of the cakes? Uh, yes, we're completely sold out over here. I don't know how they're doing in the big year, but I presume there's even more people there, so they're probably yeah. sold out as well.
1: Thank you, Danny and Gabriel, for that brilliant report. Do you have a story idea for something on or off campus? Stop by room 29 at one fifteen on Mondays to contribute to our news coverage. For our next segment, we have a piece of short fiction. Please enjoy the creative stylings from one of our TY students.
0: When I was younger, me and my sister were prone to severe anxiety. Our parents never questioned it and simply chalked it up to our hormones out overreacting. Anytime i would locked myself in my own room, they'd always say it's because I was showing a tangent. It'll be okay, they said. He'll get over it when he gets older. I guess I can't blame them, because they never had the experience it as I did. But sometimes I wish they'd just taught me how to deal with all of it, instead of brushing it under the rug, because they were too lazy to take care of our issues. Today, my year and a few others went on a field trip to Dublin. It was a form you had to sign, saying your parents could pick you up after seven at the bus station. My parents let me go. They said I didn't mind if I stayed out too late. My sister, on the other hand, was quite wary of it. Are you sure about this, Michael? Going to Dublin all on your own? It'll be fine, I responded. I have classmates to talk to, and I'm sure i will be partnered up with someone nice. The teacher pulled out a list and went down the names of the students on the trip. There are some I don't recognize names that must belong to other year groups. All right, so I'll be sorting you into your groups of three to four now, she says, and starts pointing out our heads and counting one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, and two. We scatter and sort ourselves into our new groups, and that's when I spot him, my basically arch nemesis Andrew Lauren, and his best friend Tina. They're laughing with each other like friends do. It fills me with rage. Isn't it just so lucky we get to be together for this, too? He says sarcastically. Hey, you totally moved spots just so you could be with me for this, she teased. Did not. Just admit you're over-attached to me and go, she, uh, Tina laughs. Andrew sits next to me. Their conversation dies immediately, and it's replaced with this really heavy and awkward silence. I suddenly get this overwhelming guilt with the beginnings of a million different thoughts about every- how everything is my fault. Listen, I know we don't like each other, but purely for business purposes. Can we pretend we don't, I ask, in the hopes to not only break the ice, but also the terrible strings of thoughts in my brain. Andrew doesn't seem to notice anything out of the ordinary, and simply raises his eyebrow. You mean friends? You want to be friends? It only needs to be for eight hours, and then we can't be right back to never talking again, I plead. Chill, I'm only messing. If you can tolerate me for the full eight hours, I'd actually encourage you to be a nice bonding experience. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, nothing. We introduce ourselves all over again and begin to do the boring small talk that you would when re- meeting new people, even though we know most of this stuff about each other already. Seeing it recontextualized positively actually makes me grin a few times. Apparently he likes J-pop. I start asking him about his younger years. Have you ever worn feminine clothing as a dare at a party? This makes him laugh. <laughs> I've worn it willingly. Several times. Really? I act surprise. I'm not. It's really, really in character for him. Well, what can you do when you're unaware of your gender identity for the first 11 years of your life? Oh, that makes a lot more sense. He seems to pick up on my surprise. Well, was it not obvious? I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of a... Um, I'm, I'm sorry. And there it is. The first sorry of our conversation. He pats me on the arm. No need. I've done this a million times. By now, it's the same as sitting where I was born. I feel fuzzy inside. Something about the way he's so open with his manner and speech and body and language and he's really cool actually. The day continues on the way it should and the teacher gives our groups the work to do. Just discussion tasks and making posters. We listen to a few speeches, I don't remember them very well. During one of our discussions we get onto the topic of our favourite movie genres. Me and Tina have the similar opinions on certain movies with a shared love for hating on bad rom-coms. Her favorite ones are the ones where they portray a toxic relationship really badly because it means she gets to vent about her experiences with toxic partners through pointing out the film's inaccuracies. I'm guessing this is cathartic for her. Then our teachers bring us to a coffee shop at the top floor of the building we're in. I find Tina and she introduces me to all the people her and Andrew are friends with. They're all very nice people. Like Andrew and Tina, they have immaculate fashion sense. They're also just a little bit abnormal. Like me. Kind of. We laugh and share our thoughts on today. One of them is really, really funny. Her name is Rose. She's from South Korea. Her favorite ice cream flavor is Oreo. She gives me her Instagram. There's an Aero ace flag in her bio. I tell her how much she reminds me of my sister. She laughs and says that she'd love to meet her one day. And then it happens. Our groups get mixed up in the second half of the day, and I realize I don't actually know anybody in my new group. This would have been fine, usually, but we don't have much time to introduce ourselves, and everything is now so loud, and I want to go home, and and I feel this, this ache in my chest. My throat closes up, my stomach turns to mush. No, 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 don't let this be happening, not right now. Try so as I might, I can't suppress it this time. I think someone started to notice that I'm shaking. They ask me a question, I just lose myself. The next thing I remember is using all of my strength to push myself up and run to the closest bathroom. I don't even remember checking if I'm alone. I just run to the second stall and slam the door shut. I burst into tears immediately. I sit there crying for what feels like hours, and then I hear someone coming into the bathroom yelling my name. It's Andrew. I'm still a mess, but I open the door and pick around it. He's sitting on the sink, checking his phone. He looks up and seeing me, he leaps off the sink and pulls me into a hug. Oh my god, I was so worried about you. He says that he's, he folds his arms tightly around me. Are you okay? What happened? Uh, I, I don't know. Panic attack? Maybe? I manage and then the tears start flooding again. I, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be doing this right now. I'm... No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. He says in that one tone and starts brushing the ends of my hair in an attempt to calm me down. I'm here for you. Got it? I'll, I'll stay with you until you calm down, okay? Okay, he leads me to the sinks and gestures for me to sit down, then he hugs me again this time He doesn't let go of me and I feel him properly playing with my hair He leads me through a few of the standard breathing exercises people do to calm down a panic attack Everything feels really warm for a moment in a good way I mean I kind of wish I could stay here You know that feeling when you get right after crying the one where your eyes are all heavy and you kind of want to fall asleep I almost do but I'm patted awake right before I can doze off Hey, no. I say, I said I'd stay with you until you're calmed down. Not that I'd let you fall asleep in my arms. I go redder than I already was from crying. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, oh, no, no. Hey, it's all right. It's okay. He giggles softly. It's, it's kind of cute actually. You find me safe enough to do that around? Cute? I ask. What? He says. Just said I was cute. Oh, sorry. Does that make you uncomfortable? No, no, it's fine. I just, in my head, my thoughts are buzzing. What the hell? What the hell? The- Does he think I'm cute? Is he messing with me? Oh god, if this leads to something bigger, what, what how would I explain that to my friends? You look like you're about to cry again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you, you say that word a lot, you know. If you want, I can teach you how to stop doing that. Can you? Well, Tina can. Maybe that's not my area of expertise, though. We hear commotion outside of our door. We both guess that it's time to go back, so I get up and watch the, the tears out of my eyes. I look at myself in the mirror. I smile. Maybe he isn't lying. Andrew pats me on the back lightly. You sure you're gonna be okay? Eh, maybe, I say back. His hand lingers on my lower back for just a second and then he nods and leaves the bathroom. I look at my reflection again. Cute. Segment on Stand Up Awareness Week, which took place November 14th to 18th at CETSS. Our reporters talked to two of the organizers. We have a short clip of an inspiring and educating talk given by Thomas he- Heising, a- activist, artist, and runner on the Friday of Stand Up Awareness Week. Okay, so what are you doing?
2: Oh, uh, for Stand Up Week, we're like putting up. We put decorations around the school. We're having a bake sale. We're having a thing where you put, like, um, little, like, post-it notes or stickers on our chest and we, like, write our pronouns on it. So, like, we see, like, how diverse and inclusive the school is. And, um, you know, just so, like, people feel a bit more accepting about, like, themselves and all. And um, what was it? I think uh, Amelia here, she helped with the, uh, put it, like, putting chalk on the stairs and everything and, like, put some, like, flags down and everything. So, like, you know, it's it's more noticeable. Yeah, we
0: all did that.
2: But... Yeah, yeah put it yeah. up, like. Trans flags, rainbow flags. Uh,
0: There's a speaker coming in on Thursday. Um, He's going to talk about double discrimination. discrimination.
2: So
3: this is my work. So this is effectively what I have been doing over the last year and a half in Cork. Um, I've been doing a research project with The Gay Project where I've tried to find out how people like myself, people of color, so people who are brown, who have heritage other places than Europe, for instance, and also um, how people who are simultaneously at the same time LGBTQ+. So I was interviewing a few people here in Cork who identified as being of color and who identified as being LGBTQ+, and then I try to understand what kind of discrimination they met, but also try to find out why it is that they meet this kind of discrimination. So it kind of got a lot of exposure. I was in the Irish Independent about it. I was in the Cork and Echo Live. I was on RT1 and it was just lovely to see the interest that there is in it, which is great also because these are topics that need a lot of attention as well, especially these days. So what
0: are you trying to achieve this week?
2: Uh, mostly Raisins just like, awareness, yeah okay. raising awareness i suppose
0: helping yeah. people feel more included even though the school is already very inclusive
2: you know it... it's nice having like a week that's sort of like um related to um like you know like um like raising awareness for like you know gay people's rights and everything as well as uh you I know
0: people maybe as well
2: yeah things
0: that they didn't know before and
2: you know, like more political stuff like um like self harming and like um like for like LGBT people and like mental illness and mental health and all that. Yeah. You know? It's important to be aware of like how like like bullying mm-hmm. as well, like how bad it can be, especially like um in schools that aren't like, you know, as I suppose like yeah well yeah, yeah progressive and hippie ish, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay.
1: content we can include in the future, reach out to Alan or Adrian or attend the Lunch Club on Mondays at Room 29 at one fifteen. On behalf of the Creative Broadcasters, I'm your host Oscar, thanking you for listening to our show.